welcome back. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, I hope I hope you got some traveling time in or something since we last spoke. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> well, what have uh, what have you been listening to lately? Man, so I have a golf tournament coming up this week um, mm. that I'm playing in, a big charity thing I play in every year. And oh, nice. uh, the group of guys I'm playing with have put together a playlist for it on Spotify. So I've just had that going a lot. And so, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, what is that uh, it's, of? yeah, it's, it's out at Possum Kingdom Lake. So there's been a lot of toadies involved. So, oh, nice. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've heard the song Possum Kingdom like eight times in the last few days. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but there, yeah, uh, so it's, it's been Fogarty, whatever. Put that. me in coach. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hate that song. So, uh, <laughs> how about you, man? What have you been listening to? Uh, I don't know. I've been listening to some different stuff, uh, or like newer stuff. Um, like Logic came out with a new album that that's pretty good. I need to listen to it again. Um, it reminds me of his older stuff, but kind of like all over the place. Uh, and then like Chance the Rapper and. Uh, Joey Badass came out with a new single. I, I'm a huge Joey Badass fan, so like I've just been waiting. Like he hasn't had an album in like seven, six or seven years, something like that. I think it's like six years now. Uh, so I'm just like super eager. So like anything he's featured on or whatever, I'm like all over. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I've obviously been listening to Ziggy Stardust. Uh, man, I've been really into um, this this artist uh, uh, Corey Henry. I've listened to him for for some time now but um i guess I, I didn't realize that he had like a best of album i guess is what this is or a, a compilation album called best of me um and it's super good i've been listening to that while i've been working for the last week or so um because I, I i've been familiar with with his work before um but yeah that, that, it's just a great collection um so i've been listening to him a lot um but yeah i feel like it's it's a good I don't know, you know, and I have like playlists and stuff. That's just a big mix. But besides that, you know, that Denzel Curry album, um, which I'll give you the, it's called Melt My Eyes, See Your Future is what it's called. That that album is phenomenal. I've I've been listening to that since it's been coming out just nonstop. So it's, good. it's uh, kind of an arrogant album title, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of fits him in, a, in some ways. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, besides that, um, I, I, I kind of went through a, a fella a Kuti uh, a, a phase um, last week playing to him and Tony Allen and stuff like that. Because I found out that there was a live album of his where uh, he plays with Ginger Baker. I didn't know that. Um, so that was cool. Um, it's called um, Fella Kuti in the Africa 70. Um, and yeah, so that's really cool. So you have Ginger Baker just ripping it up the whole album. Um so I'd say like that. Oh yeah, and that album ends with him and Tony Allen like with this giant drum solo thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know, just the random things that have been trickling in. That's that's most of my stuff for the last week or so. But um, nice. but yeah, and then you know we're just gonna be doing shuffle roulette. So they get that that one giant playlist of mine up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was just reading also um, during our break. That um, apparently for the last week, did you see that Kurungbin that they the airport the British Airways or I don't forget what what company it was, but they lost 
their their guitars. They lost Laura Lee's bass and and uh and the lead guitar then the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Like a week. Yeah, like for a week straight. They 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 couldn't find because you know they they use like or at least she not I know she uses like the same bass that that Fender won like most of the time. Um or the yeah. And um yeah and they just found it today, I think. <laughs> wow. Um like somewhat some random person contacted them. Like they made like one last desperate plea on the internet, like just tweeted out to see like if anyone knows anything. And then like, yeah, someone reached out to them and they found them. So that's crazy. When, <laughs> when I, my, my first job out of law school was doing, um, um, what's called insurance defense, but it's, it's basically like defending against, uh, personal injury claims, um, construction defect all all this boring mm. stuff that's not worth getting into actually it's not boring <laughs> it's a lot more exciting than the stuff i do now i just hated it um, but um we had we had one insurance carrier that we occasionally did some work for and they specialized in these kind of weird esoteric uh policies like they mm. would insure like theme parks you know stuff that Hmm. You know, you can't just go to State Farm and get a Six Flags policy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but one of the things that they did, um, and they did a lot of neat stuff. Like they insured, um, they insured uh, winning things. Like you know, if you ever go to like a charity sporting event, and it's like if you do this, you win a car or win a thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, they would right, insure right. against that. Right, um, right. But one thing there, there was a, I, I can't, I can't tell you what group, it was a group that you would have heard of, maybe not everyone, but, um, I found out that they had a very specific type of travel insurance policy that, that covered damage or misplacement of their instruments and other like road equipment. Oh, wow. and, uh, yeah. And I, I never, don't be wrong. It's not like I litigated it or did any work <laughs> under it really, but, um, it was just cool because you're thinking like, you know, especially the road team that is responsible for packing everything up and getting it um, to where it can be moved when when a band is on tour. <laughs> you know, you think about how often stuff has to be dinged and scratched mm, and scuffed oh yeah. and dropped and lost. And, you know, luckily yeah. it's not, you know, m most of the time it's not an instrument or something. Most of the time it's like you know, cables and mic stands and stuff that's a little bit right. more replaceable. But um, yeah, I always did think of like, you know, can you imagine like when B.B. King was still alive and was still playing Lucille, you know, his favorite guitar. Can yeah. you imagine having to make a claim for Lucille? You know, <laughs> yeah. Some random like, like uh, baggage handler <laughs> drops it and yeah. shatters a, a priceless <laughs> guitar. <laughs> yeah. Or like during the like, I don't know, mid 80s or something like was that that all black strat stratocaster that david gilmore would always play oh yeah like, for like ever like if that one got lost like <laughs> damn because <laughs> like yeah. that's that's the one that's the one that he auctioned off for like what was it, like 25 million or like two it, or maybe it was 2.5 million maybe it wasn't that crazy yeah. like something like that so like crazy amount like in 2019 or whatever it's like shit <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's worth that much because it's like that was like 
that that, that guitar was a part of the ride and like <laughs> yeah it's like man it's been there that just is as an much underrated as advantage to being famous is being able to just sell your crap and get oh, you know, oh, yeah. not that not that that guitar is crap but you know i was, I was yeah, reading I know, I know about eric clapton and and you know he auctioned off one of his guitars and when it was sold it was like the second most expensive musical instrument ever you know, <laughs> sold at auction. And the other one was like a Stradivarius, um, violin or something, you know, it was like, <laughs> or like the piano that Beethoven learned to play on or something like that. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, it's oh, just crazy. Yeah. The other, yeah, the other yeah. stories where you have people, you have characters like Willie Nelson and it's like, if people just crowdsource his, uh, federal, uh, uh, yeah, his tax uh, debt. Yeah. His debt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. you want to you want to unify like three million potheads for one cause? Just just get dinged <laughs> for some tax evasion and be and be Willie Nelson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> step one: be Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's all Capone needed. If Capone had had a Patreon cool, and stuff eh? and pin and Venmo, <laughs> you know, Capone never cool would have gone to prison. <laughs> yeah, so all he had to do was play some music and be, yeah. be cooler. So there's cool the lesson kids if you're gonna if you're gonna commit crimes learn how to play the guitar <laughs> yeah just be cool <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm not I'm not trying to advocate anything yeah. but no <laughs> by the way by but, the way so the state bar of texas doesn't get after me i do want to mention that i don't practice criminal law and that's not legal <laughs> advice of any sort <laughs> of any sort yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah I well, can't wait to get that letter from the state bar. We heard you went on the air and told people that they should play guitar and commit crimes. Nope. <laughs> do play guitar. Don't commit crimes. That's the best. The best thing you can do is not commit crimes. There's the lesson. <laughs> well, you want to, I think this is either round four or five. I probably should have looked that up before we did this, but, um, <laughs> but just do some shuffle roulette. That's uh, pretty casual. Let's uh, do it. Well, I can start uh, us off. Sounds good. We won't turn the volume down. So I don't do anything too loud. <laughs> okay. So this is a good one. Um, man, it's a, it's a track called the rumor. Uh, it's a jazz song by, um, the artist is Ron miles. Um, Ron actually passed away earlier this year, um, a few months ago. Um, I, he released this album during the pandemic. Um, I think it was during the early summer of 2020, I believe. Um, and it was during a time where I was really trying to branch out. I had just started to really workshop the idea of the show and I was really trying to, yeah, just, just really play out. I mean, test myself in some ways, like make sure I'm aware of like what this genre really is, how to explain this, like, you know, just, just, and, and to just, you know, put the feelers out of what's new and what's going on. Well, he had just put out that album and I had fallen in love with it. I, I thought it was great. And that song, the rumor is my favorite one. And, um, it's kind of, uh, it, it's slower and a little, you know, kind of moodier, but like, man, I just, I always loved it. And, and I, and I always kept going back to that album. Um, you know, I say this a lot. It's, it means a lot to me when I find an album that I can work to um, and do other things to. Um, and that was one of them that I, I just, man, I would put it on all the time, whether it was in the office with other people um, when I could be um, or just at home. 
Um, but yeah, so um, R.I.P. But um, you know, shout out another great album, a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. Nice, nice. Um, okay, well, let me go here. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I got uh, jamming by Bob Marley. Oh, nice. um, you know, jamming I, in the name of the Lord. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Any, any. It's it's a little bit like all things must pass. A little bit when you get to say things like Holy Mount Zion in what is otherwise a very secular song. It's it feels nice sometimes. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, that is that is a just it, jamming is you know it is just a classic um reggae tune for the masses i you know i don't know how well oh, received yeah. it is in countries where reggae is the primary source of music mm-hmm. you know i don't mm-hmm. i don't know how well jamming goes over in jamaica but um sure. you know for people <laughs> for people from the suburbs and uh <laughs> you know it's great and it's that uh, I really got into reggae for a little bit in high school. It, I loved the vibe. I liked uh, I like listening to it before sporting events. Unlike um, other people, and I, I used to be a good athlete um, a million years ago, and uh, you know I never wanted to like listen to Rage Against the Machine and like bang my head against a wall before a game to get <laughs> to get pumped up. I like listening to yeah. more mellow stuff and kind of getting a rhythm going because that's i think is a more important part of it um for me and um so yeah it's kind of funny i hear this and and you know if i hear no woman no cry or some other bob marley song it it, uh or peter tosh um you know peter tosh is another one i listen to a lot but um you know it it always like it it kind of has this counterintuitive side effect these days where like my heart flutters just a little bit. Yeah, and like I get like ready to hear the national anthem and go play some basketball. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> the pregame <laughs> comes yeah. out. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It almost serves the wrong Pre-game purpose condition. now. Like instead yeah. of, instead of relaxing, it's like, all right, it's time yeah. to go kick some ass. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Bob Marley was a big <laughs> soccer guy. So I, I like to think that there that is go. still in the spirit of the music. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. Like, Jamming such a, a song of like i don't know just feels like such a fellowship song like just such a like we're gonna get together and we're gonna have a good time and we're just jamming you know like it's just yeah i don't know it's just be it, it, i don't know it's just so welcoming that's the best way it is it. it it there is a there is a definite sin and i think that's why bob marley is so popular even even mm. outside jamaica right i mean mm-hmm. His his music is so inviting, and there's such this sense of community about it. And yeah. um, you yeah. know, unfortunately, I, I suppose I'm not really well versed enough on on reggae to to speak to the genre as the whole. Because I, I mean, you know, if you if you judged all uh, like rock music by the Beatles, you know, you would get some very wrong ideas. And I I don't want to sure, do that. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to extrapolate what I know about Bob Marley and apply it to the entire genre of reggae, but yeah. Um, you know, Bob Marley for sure. And, and Peter, Peter Tosh to an extent, maybe a lesser extent than Bob Marley, but, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's so inviting. There's this sense of community and fellowship and, you know, you can just, you can picture someone with an old beat up Epiphone acoustic guitar and 
one of those very itchy but super warm tops with a hood that you can buy at <laughs> concerts and music festivals just sitting around playing bob marley on a beach somewhere or around a campfire and it's 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 nice it's like kumbaya but slightly less um you know cheesy i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah no jam it's a great song it's always in uh in one of my like party mixes or something it's a good like you know mellow vibey song oh so yeah. that's great that's a classic all right let's see what i get next Oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. This is a Bowie song that I don't think ever gets brought up. So I'm excited. Um, it's off of Young Americans. It's called Win. You ever heard that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great song. Like, like lyrically, it's, it's I don't know. It's all right. But like, <laughs> but like musically, that, that song is super interesting. Like with the, the, um, the delay or, or echo and reverb they put on that saxophone, man, it is, it, it sounds so cool. <laughs> it sounds yeah. super cool. <laughs> well, you know, young America, young Americans had a lot of that on it. Uh, had a lot of mm. like cool little bits of music. Um, yeah. and you know, I love the cover of, uh, of, uh, across the universe that's on young Americans. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and you know that, but that whole album. I, I know. I mean, it's a it's a very popular Bowie album, so it's <laughs> it's not like it wasn't appreciated or whatever. But um, you know, it's it's a little bit poppier in places than Bowie tended to be. But I, it's it's still such a cool album, and and when is is such a cool song. So, and you're right, yeah. lyrically, it's probably not the best one on the album, but musically, it is really cool. And and you're right, that yeah. effect on the horn is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that whole album, you can definitely tell he was um, working on a different approach, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, he was working with a lot of different people, too, um, you know, particularly like Luther Vandross, you know. Um, and just, yeah, I don't know. It's just so cool. Like, and you can see, I mean, like the way he presents himself post that period. Like, he just handled himself differently. But, like, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that that that's such a cool song. I don't know. that that I'm glad that one popped up because – that's like one that like, cause you know, like my dad's like a huge Bowie fan and, and like, I mean, huge. Um, but like that, I remember that was one that like I played for him one time and he's like, what happened to this song? I was like, young Americans. And he's like, I don't remember this one. I'm like, man, yeah, this one's super cool. And like, yeah, it's just always stood out. So yeah, that's a cool, it's kind of like the, one of those Bowie deep tracks, but yeah, like it, it's mainly, yeah, for the music though, more than anything, but yeah, super cool. Love that one. Nice. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so I got, uh, honky tonk women as performed by Elton John. Mm. Um, the album is called 111770. Um, and I know that this is hard to follow, but it was a concert that was recorded November 17th, 1970. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a cool live album and, and it's kind of funny. This, this came on the radio when I was in the car with my wife yesterday and, and I was talking about how hmm. much I liked it, but you know, there's something where if you know a little bit more about what's going on, you can really appreciate, okay, this is Elton John, Elton Johnning a song that was written by the Rolling Stones as a sort of spoof of country songs. <laughs> 
And, (laughs) you know, Elton John gets a hold of it and makes it Elton John's, um, which he was so good at, right? I mean, Elton John, and probably still is, uh, but I don't don't want people thinking, (laughs) what, did something happen to Elton John? He said was. No, Elton John is probably (laughs) still very good at doing that. But, um, you know, just like he did with Lucy in the Sky, um, you know, making that a little bit of a reggae tune for one thing, but... Yeah, taking honky tonk women, and it starts out with this kind of acapella, you know, doing the honky tonk women thing, and then he gets into it, and then out of nowhere, instead of being Elton John trying to make a country song, it's almost it almost sounds like a country song that wishes it was Elton John, because um, <laughs> obviously it it has those kind of country overtones that that yeah. the Rolling Stones put into it, but it's got that typical Elton John sound and it's, it's these impossible chords on the, you know, if you ever look up an Elton John song, like on, on a tabs or chords website, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, I, I don't know enough about music to read the freaking chords. You know, it's <laughs> F minor seventh diminished with an added ninth or And you're like, what? That's, that just sounds like math at that point. Um, <laughs> You know, it's like I, I play a, guitar because I'm not very good at calculus. Um, <laughs> you know, or it sounds like an automated computer password. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. And, and you know, like every every jazz chord ever written down sounds like someone just like rolled their hand over a keyboard. And like, yeah, play that now. <laughs> um, a, a computer keyboard, by the way. Um, but yeah, so I, I love this cover of Honky Tonk Women. The whole album is pretty good, 11, 17, 70. Um, and plus, it's it's still a very young Elton John. You know, I don't know mm, how old yeah. he was in 1970, but, but you know, he wasn't 30 he was yet. still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, you know that's and, and now that I'm in my 30s, I pretty much view anyone younger than 30 as a child. So, uh, <laughs> except you, Sam, you're the most mature, mature non 30 year old I've ever met. Um, oh, but, thanks, man. Yeah, I'd be trying. You bet. <laughs> so besides the Beatles, I'd be trying. <laughs> they did all that, and they were only twenty-eight. Like the fuck. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't think about stuff like that too much. Yeah, no, it's, it's like true. sports, right? You watch sports, and it shows someone hobbling, and they're like, "Well, he's really showing his age <laughs> out there. He's twenty-nine. He'll be thirty next month, and you can hardly believe his body is held up as well as it did." And I'm like, yeah, oh my like, god! Can you believe that? They're they're sending him out the pasture next week, folks. He's already twenty-nine. <laughs> oh god! <Yeah. laughs> and I'm sitting there. Meanwhile, Brett Favre's back from his second retirement. <laughs> And we're back in the game. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, I'm three beers in and still have potato chip grease on my fingers going, oh, my Lord, if he's struggling, what, what's going to happen with me? <laughs> They're just going to take me out back and shoot me, man. They're, <laughs> there's no pasture time for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kind of kind of let the Texan come out there a little bit. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sometimes you can't help it. This is a good one. You ever listen to Temples? You ever listen to that group? No, I haven't. Uh, Temples, they, uh, plural? Yeah, yeah. Their, their first album, this is what this one's off of. The song is Shelter Song. Uh, the album is Sun Structures. It's the there, right there. Um, super, super Beatles-esque. I'll just put it that way. Like, psychedelic. Like, the drumming is very, like, Ringo kind of 
mannerisms or, or style, you know, that kind of like loose, almost drunk sounding. <laughs> um, like it, it's, it, dude, if you haven't listened to Sun Structures, like you, you should put it on tonight or like when you're going to work or like do something. Cause like since you're such a Beatles person, like the tones, the the style, and the um, the hardware, like the actual instruments are playing, it's all from that era and like that kind of vibe. So like, it just really feeds into that kind of part of your mind. Like if you're like really like that psychedelic rock kind of period, like whoo, that you're gonna love it. Like just really quick, uh, that's the main song too. That like that, that's the first track actually. But like man. Um, a question isn't answered and the guesser like those, those are two other songs I think are super cool. And also like, I mean, they could have been a Beatles song like, easily, but like, man, super cool. I love that song. Very psych, psych rock stuff. But uh, yeah, I love that song. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just know it. I know it. Once you listen to that album, you're like, Oh hell yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm I'm looking it up. I hope the clickety clack of my keyboard isn't showing up on the thing. But no. yeah, I'm I'm doing it right now. So, well, yeah, um, I think you'd like um the, the their newest album is okay, but you would definitely like the lead single off of it. It's called um you're either on something or onto something. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like uh, something a baseball coach would say. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, they just. They, they really kind of encapsulate that kind of like psychedelic pop, you know, sound, um, kind of older kind of version of that, but still, yeah, they're good. They're really good. Nice. Well, yeah. I'll give it a listen. I, when we finish recording this, I've got one or two quick things to do and then I'm calling it a night. So I'll, and I'll have time before my wife gets home. So I'll probably just sit in the living room and listen to it. Um, nice. Yeah. You'll love it. Um, Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, next, I got. I don't know why I'm showing you this. I don't have the al- ar- album artwork for it, but um, I got "Sissy Strut" by the Meters. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So, just three minutes of funk, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know what you can say about "Sissy Strut." That's "Sissy Strut" is one of those songs that. Um, I would bet 95% of the people listening to this have heard and most of them might know where it's from and the rest of them aren't going to know. But, you know, if they're listening to this and think, oh, I got to look that up, they're going to hear it and go, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Oh, you um, mean the but that that song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the do 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, and, either, uh, it's either the horn part they know, the bass fill line they know or the very very beginning you mean the one that starts off with the uh, yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah that one yeah 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 but if they don't know either of those three parts they'll won't be able to identify it or they don't know what it is and then you play it and you're like oh yeah that's on that one uh, uh movie or like whatever <laughs> yeah it, it it is uh very much like a soundtrack song um the meters i was looking this up i, I thought they were i was confirming um, so yeah, the meters, they are, uh, a new Orleans band. And so it's, it's, uh, new Orleans funk that you're getting there, but, uh, nice. yeah, it's a, it's a fun song to listen to fun song to play. It's, it's not as hard oh, yeah. as it sounds on guitar, but, um, yeah, 
Well, I say that it's easy enough to where I can play it. I'm sure for a good guitarist, it probably is like common sense, but, (laughs) (laughs) but for someone of my skill level, um, it's not too bad. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good one. And I, and I, I love it when bands cover that or include that in their, in their, in their, uh, set list. Oh yeah. yeah. This is an awesome song. It's just straight up funk. It is. It's just, it's just three minutes of funk, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see. Oh, I have, uh, Oh, whoops. Press play. So it's bigger. I have, I want to be where you are by Marvin Gaye off of the album. I want you, uh, that's an awesome song. A significantly short song. It's one of those songs that like, I love it so much, but like, it's only a minute. It's a minute and 20 seconds. Whew. I actually, I think I included this one on our songs. We wish was longer. I believe. If yeah, I'm not mistaken. I think so too. Um, because Wait, a minute he, 20 though. Yeah. Like he, he sings just the, the track, the title basically a few times. And then he, and then the the second half of it is him just saying good night to I, I I assume it's 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 his family like different members of his family, and uh, and that's it. But like man, the vibe, his tone, just the God, like every time I hear it, I'm just like man, I just want like a four minute version of this, like you know, because just how he always did, like he would always have some beautiful you know vocal melody or like something, and then like you know good good message in between. And like, that's all it's missing. It's just like, even if it was just filler, even if he just said, I want to be where you are <laughs> for three minutes straight. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like this, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but like, yeah, I've just always loved that song. I don't know. That's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, challenge me. It's like, listen to that song and think like, nah, that he should have just left it off. Like, hell no. Like that's, <laughs> so that's a great song. It's just, yeah, it's just maybe they didn't, you know, I don't know because I've done that before. It's like I'm working on a song and I'm like, yeah, I don't like it, and then I move on. And then like I'm playing, I'm working on something else with someone else. Like, what else do you have? And we're like going through things. Like, well, what's that little? What's that short one? I like that one. I'm like, nah, that's nothing. That's like, <laughs> I don't like that one. I really like that one. Like, I wonder if that's what happened. It's like they had the beat, they had the rhythm going, and he's like, I want to be where you are. And like they recorded that one. They're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, I just don't know what to do with it. No, nah, let's just move on. We'll just leave it. And they're like, <laughs> damn. All right. <laughs> Cause thought, yeah, that I, was just super good. <laughs> yeah. It's always, I, I'm sometime we need to, we need to actually sit down and like chronicle what our shortest favorite songs are. Hmm. Like does one of us have a song that we would put in our pantheon of favorite songs that is under 60 seconds long. Like that, that would be an interesting hmm. thing to think about. Um, yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would definitely be on my list. Yeah, I don't know if the Seinfeld theme song would count. That's probably under a minute. Um, <laughs> um, man, yes. Yeah, so speaking of funk, the Seinfeld theme song. Um, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Okay. Uh, next one that popped up for me was "And She Was" by the Talking Heads. Mm. Um, it is three minutes and thirty nine seconds long. So. Just slightly longer than Marvin Gaye. Um, <laughs> I love the Talking Heads. Actually, you know, one of the only Talking Heads songs I don't really like all that much is uh, Once in a Lifetime. Um, and that's mm. just because I've heard it too damn many times. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is fun to sometimes if people are complaining, I can be like, same as it ever was. But that's about the only time I really reference the song. But 
Um, <laughs> and she was is a great song. It is in in a sort of untalking headsian way. It is it is a pretty poppy song. Like it it mm. follows kind of that normal pop, um, you know, chord progression and and the breakdown. I mean, there is one key change, uh, kind of in the middle eight, as the Beatles would call it, but. You know, other than that, it's it's really just kind of a straightforward pop song. It doesn't really have that new wave flavor that a lot of other Talking Head songs have, but mm. it's still a great song. Um, and plus, I mean, David David Byrne's delivery of of lyrics is one of my favorite things about the Talking Heads because he uh, he has a real flair for otherwise putting really doomsday things in kind of fun phrasing like if you listen to the song life during wartime it is a depressing song um but you know you listen to his delivery and you're kind of like all right we're all gonna die and it's the end of times but hey at least we're grooving um you know but and she was is 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 a little bit like that like the lyrics are whatever but david david burns delivery is just so perfect um It just, I, I don't know. It's, it's just a classic bit of sonic misdirect and, um, yeah, I'm all for it, but, but yeah. So, yeah. and she was by the talking heads, always, always a classic, always a crowd. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, do you want to do a couple more? Sure. A couple quick ones. And my next one is, what do we got? Oh yeah. That's a good one. I have uh black mud by, uh, the black keys off of nice. uh, brothers. Oh yeah. Uh, there's one of the first, uh, like instrumental songs on a, you know, non instrumental album that like when it hit, when it saw, like, cause I, I love that album. First of all, that's a phenomenal album. Um, it's like, you know, they're really like, strong push into that popier version of what they would be. Right. But, I love the black mud because like that album ebbs and flows. I mean, it, 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 it's definitely more popular than any of their other ones, but then when you get the black mud, it's just like, and then we're just going to like jam out. Like <laughs> it's like, we're going to give you two minutes of like that bluesier shit that like we prefer or like where we come from, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it happens. Cause yeah, like I'm looking at the album now. It's like everlasting light, next girl, tighten up howling for you. She's long gone. And then Black Mud. It's like you get five songs of like good like rock and like popular rock. And then they're like, all right. And then let's let's remind you who we are really quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, that, man, that's probably so why it's my favorite part of that album. <laughs> mm. You know, I've talked yeah. about that, about how I just am absolutely in love with those early, um, oh, early yeah. Black Keys albums. And that's my favorite part of Brothers was and I'm not I'm not knocking the Black Keys. I'm not whatever but yeah it's it's so funny because you listen to you listen to brothers and it does have that popular um not overproduced but certainly more produced than their previous yeah. albums and you're like oh, okay this is good i kind of prefer the old stuff this is good and then then they hit black mud and you're just like hell yeah crank it yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, <okay. laughs> now you just you just put the you, it's like you, you it's like you someone went over to your radio and like undid all the settings you're like what the hell yeah and then like all of a sudden they just like kick back you know like, oh okay yeah that's how it's supposed to sound that's yeah <laughs> you just you want to be outdoors with like a Budweiser and a pack of cigarettes, just going, <laughs> just going ham. Listen to that, man. It's so good. I could, I could listen to them jam black mud for about an hour and not get sick of it. I think. Right. So, 
That's why that's why when they released the deluxe version of Brothers, when it had Black Mud 2 on it, I was like, oh, oh hell yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, they knew what's up. That's why I love these guys, because they know what's up. Like it's <laughs> that sounds like Mackey. We're the same people. <laughs> doesn't that sound a little bit like a bad sequel though? Like from the creators of Black Mud comes Black, Black Mud 2. <laughs> Yeah, like me personally, I would have said part two, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the mud has never been blacker. The black has never been muddier. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure they probably were like blacker mud. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those guys seem like they'd be fun to hang out with. Oh, hell yeah. Especially oh. Patrick Barney. That guy just never stops talking. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the one thing is, but if if he and I were talking, I don't know who would get a word in edgewise. But um, <laughs> speaking of that, I cl- the very next thing I clicked was uh, "Do the Rump" by the Black Keys. Oh, nice. So, um, was it the, is it the first album one or yeah. the uh, the Delta Cream one? No, not not the Delta Cream one. It's it's the first one. But um, nice. yeah, that was uh, I think the first Black Keys song I ever heard. And yeah, that's um, what you said before. Yeah, I was I was in high school or maybe college. Um and uh yeah, I was I was kind of in this this slump musically too. I was I was like on the hunt for something new. Yeah. And then you hear this, hey now, baby, and you're like, Oh my god, <laughs> this is it. You turn it up, it sounds old, <laughs> it's a little bit lo-fi. You know, you hear it and you're like, like this came out just a couple of years ago. What? <laughs> yeah. You're like, man, that 65 year old black man who grew up in the Delta playing blues like that sure sounds good. And then you look him up and he was like a 23 year old dude from Ohio like, or whatever. Yeah. You're like, Holy crap. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that always that blows me away. And I love it. Every time I hear it, I get just a little bit of that that spark that just being mm. 18 and looking for something new or whatever. Right. <laughs> Every yeah. time I hear it, I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> always fun to relive. Yeah. I always put that, that song in the same category for whatever you would call it as, um, as the same, ca- same, same camp as the, uh, why don't we do it in the road? Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. And it's like very simple kind of droning, but it's just got a lot of like charisma behind it, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and kind of the same topic, but anyways, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my next one or my last one, whatever is hustle and cuss by the dead weather. Um, there's a part of me that feels like I've gotten this one before in shuffle roulette, but I'll roll with it anyways. I love this song. Um it's uh, I want to cover it at some point. It's a very simple song. Uh, I just love that bass line. Uh, uh, I think it's that one. This one, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, it's that one. And it's uh, man, I just love that song. It's that that sound has a lot of charisma and style behind it because you know it's it's Jack White and then the 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 group the the kills um coming together and uh, you know very loud you know sound very in your face sound you know and um and uh just a very grittier rock and uh i just love yeah just it's just like it's just like there's like it just sounds like they were just howling you know yelling in the studio you know it's just like they capture that energy and like yeah that's a that's a super that's a great album too but that 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 song is is probably my favorite dead weather song 
Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Um, I love Jack White. I, I do. And I, I like I, I don't know the man's entire catalog um, because mm-hmm. he's been a part of so many things. Right. Um, but I like everything I've heard. But it is funny because Jack White, in my experience, doesn't have a whole lot of subtlety um, with his guitar playing. Right. I mean, everything mm-hmm. is so in your face. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, normally with a band, it's like ACDC a little bit, right? Like ACDC, and I'm not knocking people who like ACDC because I like ACDC. I like Bon Scott ACDC. Don't really like Brian Johnson ACDC. But, um, you know, ACDC, whether you're talking about the Bon Scott years or the Brian Johnson years, it is a little one dimensional. I mean, every song is let's play it loud and kick some ass and drive fast and do whatever. And, um, normally I have an issue listening to a lot of that in a row. You know, it's, it's just, it's too much consecutive, like turned up to 10 and, you know, I'm sure there's some rock and roll dude that's, Oh yeah, well you just ain't rock and roll enough for it. And maybe that's right. Maybe I'm a wuss. Um, but, (laughs) but you know, Jack White, it feels like I should feel that way about him. Like it's so in your face and so intense all the time that I should get tired of hearing it, but I never get tired of hearing it. I don't know what the deal is. (laughs) Um, but yeah. And whether it's, whether it's, uh, you know, the white stripes or solo or the dead weather or the raconteurs or any of the other 10 million bands he's been a part of, it seems like, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for it, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's so funny. Um, I guess I'll, I'll do one more as well. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. If I can open my phone. I hate these that rely on your face. I miss the I miss the thumb to get into mm, your phone. Yeah. Um, and not yeah. just because I have like a Dale Gribble-esque distrust of the government's usage of it, but. Um, <laughs> you already uh, have your thumb print, so. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, I you know, when I got, I, I got a, a gun license uh, a few years ago and, and Mm -hmm. in Texas, when you buy a gun or get a gun license, it's a very involved process. You know, there's an FBI background check and they get all your fingerprints and all this stuff. And when you become a lawyer, it's also a very involved process. They get your fingerprints, they do an FBI background check and all this stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm in the system. I'm in the state system. I'm in the federal system. I'm everywhere. If I ever commit a crime, I will get caught, Um, (laughs) which is, you know, not that I needed additional reasons to not commit a crime, but, you know, considering I voluntarily gave a couple different government agencies like biometrics on me. Um, So it, it, but I don't know. There's just something I miss the thumbprint. Um, The government has your face. Like, don't you have a driver's license? They already have your face. Seriously, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, although to be fair i am i am 33 years old and um my driver's license picture was from when i was 21 and i look much younger but also much more pissed off and it's just kind of funny um <laughs> like i i've had people especially if i'm out of state like in texas they don't really care as much but um, especially if I'm out of state and they need to look at my license for anything, they're like, is this really you? Or are you like, this guy's like fat older brother. And I'm like, no, that's really me. 
Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I have long hair and mustache and glasses nowadays, but then in my thing, I have like short hair contacts and no facial hair at all. Yeah, <laughs> like that is one years. nice thing. I mean, it, it would take me about three years to grow uh, your mustache. And so because it's it grows, my facial hair just hardly grows. So I guess I'll never run that risk. Um, uh, okay, well, I got Sugarfoot which is not showing up sugarfoot by black Joe Lewis and the honey bears. Um, mm. I don't know that one. Yeah. Well, so, um, so Joe Lewis who used to be called, he used to go by black Joe Lewis and it was black Joe Lewis and the honey bears. I don't know if mm. Joe Lewis is still going by black Joe Lewis. Um, I'll, I'll just call him Joe Lewis. That way I don't accidentally infringe on what someone wants to be called. So, um, but yeah, Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears, it's a band that I was introduced to in college. Um, it was my sophomore year, my first year at Texas A&M. Whoop. And um, I had a friend who, I, one of my good friends was an Austin guy who who chose to go to school at A&M, which is a little unusual in and of itself. But um, he uh, he was always like tuned in to the scene in Austin, right? He mm, always yeah. knew these new people. Like he knew about Gary Clark Jr. before before anyone that else that I knew. Mm. Um, and Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears was another band like that. I don't know if they're from Austin, but I know they had a big impact in Austin. Um, and I've seen them in Austin a couple of times. Um, but it, it was a little bit, that was one of my first introductions to what we might call like the neo soul neo r&b mm. kind of stuff because it is mm. it's it's blues and rock but there's a horn section and a very good one at that um but they you know it's a lot of classic kind of themes of that music i mean you know sugarfoot is a <laughs> you know it's a song about a girl like a lot of um you know blues <laughs> and r&b songs soul songs yeah. so but it's good, and I encourage anyone who has the chance to go see Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears because the show that they put on is—I mean, it is—it is almost unrivaled. I mean, as as far as just showmanship, stage presence, and just pure entertainment value, they have to—I mean, the the returns, the dividends you get on that investment in the ticket is is unbelievable. So. Um, mm. But yeah, that's uh, but that that whole album is good. Um, they have a great one called "I'm Broke." They have another one called "Get Your Shit," which is one of my favorite ones. Um, <laughs> but Sugarfoot, I think, is track one on that album. And uh, track yeah, two. man, it's just a, it's just a good song. It's a it's a great album. It's a great band. Uh, if they're if they're still touring together, um, hmm. but yeah, yeah. I'm check them out. Yeah, it's I mean, it's good music. It's great music to have on at a party um, mm. because it's interesting enough to where people who haven't heard it will be like, oh, what is this? Um, yeah. But it's also like just inoffensive enough to where like if you're very, very, you know, religious and conservative uh, <laughs> grandparents are over, they're probably not going to notice that some of the lyrics are not within their moral structure. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I like about it is, is that it's, it's, it's got something for everyone, but yeah, like I said, I mean, it's, and I, I love listening to the albums, but seriously, if you ever get a chance to see Joe Lewis live, take that chance. Cause he is, he is incredible. And the band, the honey bears uh, are also just incredible. Hmm. 
Yeah, you need to check them out. Oh, cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. Another yeah. roulette done, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another day, another roulette done. Um, <laughs> well, I always like to see where, where those take us because you just never know. <laughs> yeah, well, I finally I finally got smart and picked more of a playlist like you have because I, I had a playlist mm. that I was choosing from. It was just too broad. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I finally got smart and whittled it down to a more usable play. <laughs> playlist <laughs> so i didn't have to skip over like random bits of stand-up comedy routines and musical oh, yeah. scores this time <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure that helped <laughs> yeah oh well, yeah but yeah i'm curious to hear what you think about the, the, the temples and all that because i think you'd really like them but yeah but i'm gonna check out joe lowe's too well cool, all dude. right well we'll figure out a topic for next time but yeah this is fun as always yeah till then Adios, my friend. Adios. Adios.